So this uh, Sunday, I guess as most everybody knows, is uh, the last Sunday for our interim pastor, Pastor Guptel, Tim Guptel. And uh, I just want to uh, take a minute just to say thank you to Tim and his wife, Gayla, who she'll be here in the second service. But uh, just thank you for your commitment and uh, kind of getting us through this, this three-year period of interim pastors and getting our, our new lead pastor. So we congratulate John, but we thank Tim for his dedication to Crosspoint. So, come on along, brother. Got a little gift here for you. You can't open it now, but later, second service. But anyway, that's for you, and we uh, dearly appreciate your commitment to Crosspoint, and uh, thank you for everything. Oh, thank you all. There's, uh, this is my favorite church. Don't tell the others. Um, it really, truly is. And uh, I don't know if this is the end or not. I really don't. Like, I'll, I'll stay open to whatever the Lord wants, as I've always been. But this, as far as I know, this is my last Sunday in pastoral ministry. This is the end of 30 years. I know I... Um, You're supposed to say, oh, you don't look that old. <laughs> You're supposed to say, <laughs> you don't look that old. But uh, yeah, 30, 30 years. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, um, uh, Pierre and I will never forget the day that he accepted Christ. And if you get in, in your, you know, in ministry, if God gives you one, you know, Pierre, it would be worth it all in the, you know, the exponential Kingdom impact, uh, you know, only heaven will know. Um, yeah, I, it's Mother's Day. Why am I honoring you? Because Pierre brought us Nikki. Pierre brought us Nikki, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last few times I've been here, uh, the last few Sundays that I've been here, people looked at me like, you still here? Like, didn't we, <laughs> didn't we get rid of you? And <laughs> I was really feeling the love the last few Sundays. Um, so this is my first Mother's Day uh, with a granddaughter who will be here in the second service, which is worth staying for. If you want to meet Tilly, she's coming in the, in the next service. She'll be here with, with uh, her mom, Hope, and Autumn will be here in the second service. And Gayla will be here in the second service. It's also my first Mother's Day without a mom. And a lot of you have, you know, been there. You, you know what that feels like to have your, your first Mother's Day without a mom. One of my favorite uh, uh, moms of the Bible is uh, someone we know. We don't know her name. And uh, we call her the Shunammite woman or the woman from Shunam. And she's in 2 Kings chapter 4. And moms, you're going you're gonna to resonate with her story. If you're not familiar with her story, moms, there will be times when you're going to feel like standing up and just cheering her on and say, you go girl, or whatever the, whatever the saying is now, I don't know, whatever moms say to one another. Um, you're going to love the spirit of, of, this, of this woman. She is bold. She has faith. She'll go to any lengths for her child. Isn't that a mom? 
right? They're, you know, mama bear, just unstoppable. Um, any mama bears here this morning? Yeah. Uh, so a few. Uh, don't mess with a mom on a mission, right? Like if you can tell that mama's on a mission, you just get out of the way, right? And this is this, is this woman this morning. So uh, it's a long story. I'm, I'm just going to summarize the front end, but you can go back and, uh, and read it later. Uh, here's the front end. She's married. She's wealthy. Uh, she and her husband have made a special guest room, an Airbnb, for the prophet Elisha. Uh, they live on a major thoroughfare where Elisha was traveling, and uh, their, their home was in a great rest stop for him, and he would stop there often, and they built him a room. So we'll just make a nice place for, for the prophet Elisha. And so Elisha is loving his room so much. He's just, he's sitting up there thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for what these people have done for me, what she in particular has done for me. He's trying to think of what he can do for her. Kind of, the, kind of like uh, men trying to think, what if Mother's Day is coming? Oh, no, what do I do? What do I do? And he's, he's trying to think of a way to show her his gratitude. Um, and he keeps, he keeps fishing with her to try to find out what she needs, like, a, you know, like men do, like his birthday's approach and Christmas. And, you know, you kind of you try to, you know, get some hints. On, and she keeps saying, I, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good, I, do, I don't need anything. I have, I have everything that I want. And she says, uh, my family takes good care of me, is what she says to Elisha, I don't need anything. He should have gotten her an Amazon gift card, really. That's the, when you don't know what to get, right? That's the standard gift. Um, so Elisha's assistant, Kenzie, no, his name's not really Kenzie. <laughs> It's funny, if it doesn't fly in the first service, it is a dead duck in the second service. Like there's zero, zero chance of that going anywhere in the second service. Uh, Elisha's assistant is Gehazi, and he comes up with a brilliant idea. Um, Her husband is old, and she has no children. Read into that what you want. And he says, Gehazi says to Elisha, what if... What if we prayed for her to have a child? And Elisha's like, oh, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? That's a great idea. And so he calls her in and says, we've come up with this great idea. Next year, this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. And she is not impressed. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. You, no, don't you get my hopes up. That's mean. Like, don't do that to me. And sure enough, a year later, she has a son. A son is born. And then the story jumps to uh, a day when the boy is old enough to be out in the fields working with his father. And the little boy at this time says to his dad, he's out working in the fields, he says, I've got a, I've got a terrible headache. My head hurts. And the father does what every other father does or would do. The father says, take him to his mother. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like a man? Like, I don't know what to do. Go see your mom. That's what we do, isn't it? Like when you don't feel well, right? You don't go see dad unless you need like ice cream for breakfast. But you go see, you got to go see mom. And so dad says, uh, 
take the boy to see his mother. And sometimes you just need your mom. You know, and that never changes. Like, like as long as your mom is alive, as old as you are, sometimes you just need mom, right? Isn't that interesting? Um, even if you've lost your mom, there will be times when you'll wish, I wish I could call mom. Uh, she would tell me what to do, or she would fix this, or she would say something to make me, to make me feel better. There are things that only moms can do. So that's the setup. The boy's out in the field, and his head hurts, and, and dad said, take him to go see his mom. And we're picking it up in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 20. So the servant took him home, and his mother held him on her lap. Isn't that a, isn't that a mom? But around noontime, he died. She carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, that's Elisha. And she shut the door and left him there. And she sent a message to her husband. Send one of the servants and a donkey so that I can hurry to the man of God, Elisha, and come right back. Why go today, he asked. It is neither a new moon festival nor a Sabbath. Pause right there. And look at, look at the heart of this mom who's, whose child has died on her lap. And she takes the boy up and puts him on Elisha's bed. The mom who didn't want, she didn't want Elisha to get her hopes up. Like when he said to her, I'm going to pray that you have a child. She's like, oh, don't you dare. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up and think that this could come true and then, and then be disappointed again, right? The mom who, who, who gets her promise, this child, and she holds that promise in her arms while the promise dies. And what she does next by placing her child on Elisha's bed tells us that she believes God is not done. Why take the child and put him, like if the child's dead, one, two, as dead as my microphone, check one, two. If the child is dead, um, you know, go get everyone and start talking about a funeral or something like that. But this is not what she does. This, this, in her mind, this is not over yet. This is not the end. She's not accepting it. And it also tells us that Elisha is in big trouble because mama's on her way. <laughs> Mama Bear is coming to go get the man of God, and, and he is in, he's in big trouble. Her problem is going to be Elisha's problem because this was Elisha's idea. And so she tells her husband, it is going to be all right. It's not all right. But it's going to be all right when I go and find that guy and I bring him back here. It's going to be all right. It's not all right, but it's going to be all right. There's something here that we need to see. Uh, something in the heart of a mom that doesn't believe that God is finished with her child, with, her, with the promise. Have hope this morning to believe that God is not finished moms and dads and all of us, right? We've all got things in our lives that, you know, either feels like a, a promise that died or a prayer that's unanswered, a dream that's starting to fade or, you know, a big question, a hurt. And you wonder, okay, God, 
this is not the way it's supposed to go. This is, this is not the way I wanted it to go. I didn't ask for this. You know, what am I supposed to do now? And in the heart of a mom here in the story that, that refuses to believe that this is the end, refuses to believe that God is, that God is done, finished with her child. Now, some of you moms here this morning right now are praying hard for your children. And you refuse to believe that God is done with your child. You keep telling yourself, you keep telling yourself, it's going to be all right. It's not all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And have the faith of this, this Shunammite woman that God can raise your child up from any situation. Amen? That God can do anything. That God can do a miracle with your child, no matter uh, how old your child is. There was a uh, at the church in Grandma and Ann, I was teasing one day about, about me being old, and, and I'm not old. I know that. I'm going to be 53 this summer. And I was teasing about how old I am. And, and one of the uh, most chronologically experienced members of the congregation, <laughs> you with me, yeah. said to me, well, my, my, my baby just turned 70. <laughs> <laughs> She said, when your baby turns 70, you're old. And uh, I said, yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, never stop praying and believing that God can do a miracle, that God can raise your child up from any situation. Many of you moms are praying for your children to see Jesus. Some days you're tempted to send them to Jesus. Huh? Come on. Huh? That preach right there. Have you ever looked for a return label on your kid? Multiple times. Like, how, where do I send this? Um, many of you with teenage kids or adult children, you're praying that their eyes would be open. You see what she does here? She takes what looks like a dead situation. And she's not finished yet. I'm going to go and I'm going to put this uh, on Elisha's bed. And I'm going I'm to go get him. God is not done with this yet. She's going to pray that these dead eyes would be open. That happened to you one Sunday morning here at Cross Point. Right over there. That their eyes would be miraculously opened to who Jesus is. Don't stop believing. Now, if you know today that you have a praying mom, thank God. Thank God right now for a praying mom. Okay, verse 24. Um, she said at the end of verse 23, it will be all right. I just love her faith. <laughs> She's got a dead kid. It will be all right. Verse 24, so she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, hurry. Don't slow down unless I tell you to. And as she approached the man of God at Mount Carmel, Elisha saw her in the distance, and he said to Gehazi, Look, the woman from Shuman is coming. Run out to meet her and ask her, Is everything all right with you, your husband, and your child? And yes, the woman told Gehazi, Everything is fine. <laughs> it's not fine. It's not fine. It's going to be fine, but it's not fine. Verse... Uh, where am I? 
I don't know. Um, that's my last Sunday. I can do whatever I want. I needed to stop at 25, where he said to Gehazi, look, the woman from Shunem is coming. And so Elisha looks to his assistant Gehazi and says, we're in big trouble. <laughs> She's coming. And so Gehazi runs out and asks her if everything is fine and her, with her husband and her boy. And she brushes Gehazi aside because she's a mom on a mission. And she is going, I'm not, Gehazi, this does not concern you. I'm, I'm going for that man right there. You just get out of the way. And uh, Elisha is such a chicken, right? He sees her coming. He says, you go see her, right? He grabs the assistant and says, oh, she's coming. You go out and see her. And she's just like, get out of my way. I'm, 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 coming. I'm coming for him. All right, now verse 27. When she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell to the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. Gehazi began to push her away. He's crazy. The man of God said, leave her alone. She's deeply troubled, but the Lord has not told me what it is. And then she said, did I ask for a son, my Lord? And didn't I say, don't deceive me and get my hopes up? Then Elisha said to Gehazi, Get ready to travel. Take my staff and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. But the boy's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives, and you, and you yourself, like if you want to live, <laughs> if you want to live, I'm not going home unless you go with me. Don't send your assistant in a stick. You're coming with me. So Elisha returned with her. Isn't, this, isn't that a great story? Before we dig too much more into her story, I want to acknowledge that I know that Mother's Day can be a difficult day for a lot of people. Everyone's story is different. This, this is one story, and, and maybe you don't have children, and maybe you've lost children far too early. Maybe your child died and, and, and was not resurrected, and I just want to say I want to acknowledge that. Um, some of you here this morning have had to bury your children. Uh, maybe you have children who are battling a serious illness, and I'm sensitive to that, and I certainly don't stand here this morning as though I have all the answers, and certainly don't stand here as, as one who understands why the miracles of God and why some people are healed and some aren't. Those are mysteries too deep for, for, for me to fathom. Um, but let's focus, let's choose to focus on the things that we do know to be true in the story. She's already seen God do one miracle in her life. The, the, the birth itself was a miracle. She was not supposed to be able to have any children. So she's already seen God do one miracle in her life. Why not believe that he can do it again? Right? Is he the same God? Right? Is he the same God? Can we agree today that God has done great things? And he's not done yet. I believe that for Crosspoint, that God has done great things, and he's not done yet. And he's not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. Um, and she's already seen God move in ways that she cannot explain. She's had her faith stretched. She's been surprised by God. And maybe this son represents the thing, the, the, the whatever that is closest to her heart. Maybe like Abraham, she has come to a place where she puts her faith in God ahead of 
uh, anything or anyone else. Maybe this is a test. Maybe it's a test. Maybe it's not even about her. You know, sometimes what God does to you and through you is not all about you. Sometimes it's, it's, it's happening to you, it's real, for, but it's for somebody else. And God is working through you and someone else is going to, to watch you and know about your situation and their faith is going to be strengthened because of what they saw you go through. You never know what God is doing. Um, and so by laying the child on Elisha's bed, she's saying, this child came from God's hand this child, I'm putting this child back into God's hands. This child is not going in the ground. Not yet. I'm going to put this child back in God's hands. And moms, you do that with your kids all the time, don't you? You know, you come to a place where I've just got to leave this in God's hands. This, one, this is too big for me, and I don't know what to do next. And so I'm going to take this situation, whatever it is, and I'm going to put this situation in the hands of God. And when she lays her child on Elisha's bed and goes and gets him, that's what she's doing. So this, is, this child is in God's hands. And she does that without knowing the outcome, right? Can I trust God today with any outcome? Are you okay with whatever God does? Not just the outcome that I want, but, but what, God, what God wants, what God says is best. Put your kids in God's hands. Put your job in God's hands. Put your income in God's hands. Put your future in God's hands. Put your health in God's hands. You know, whatever it is. Can you take it this morning and say, Lord, this one is yours. I, I'm going to lay this down, and I'm going to trust this with you, and I'm going to be okay with the outcome. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I'm preaching to myself on this. Is, this is not, I don't stand here saying, oh, this is easy. And I do this all the time, right? I stand here saying that, that, that to take something that, 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 that you hold dearly and, and you, you, are, you, you know how you want it to go, but to say, Lord, Okay, this is yours. Right? That's a big deal. Um, trust God. Trust him to be faithful again because he was faithful before. He is faithful. Um, so in verse 30, Elisha sends Gehazi ahead of him. She's not settling for that. And she says, as sure as God lives, and if you want to live, you're coming with me. Verse 31. Gehazi hurried on ahead and laid the staff on the child's face. Nothing happened. There was no sign of life. I've had prayers like that. So he returned to meet Elisha and told him the child is still dead. When Elisha arrived, the child was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone, shut the door behind him, and prayed to the Lord. Then he lay down on the child's body, placing his mouth, this is before COVID, <laughs> on the child's mouth, and his eyes on the child's <coughs> eyes, and his hands on the child's hands, and he stretched out on him, and the child's body began to grow warm again, 
And Elisha got up, walked back and forth across the room, then stretched himself out again on the child. (laughs) This time the boy sneezed seven times, not six, not eight, seven times, and opened his eyes. I said, I don't have all the answers. Elisha didn't have all the answers. Elisha's just trying stuff. Right? Parents, you've been there, like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to try something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's no, there's no handbook on these types of things and, and what to do. He, has, he had the confidence to pray that she would have a son. Imagine, like, he had the faith. Like, he, like Gehazi says, let's pray that she has a child. Oh, that's a great idea. We can do that. So he's got faith enough that, to believe that his prayer can, can bring, you know, can, can make that miracle happen. But when it goes terribly wrong, he doesn't know what to do. He's just trying stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I don't know. Maybe what if I lay down on top of the child? And, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, church, your pastors are just trying. They're just trying different things. They don't know what to do. I don't know. Maybe I'll, we don't know what to do. We don't always have the answers. There's no manual or seminary class on how to, how to lead a church in a pandemic or how to lead a church out of a pandemic just trying stuff. Sometimes the pastor is praying, God, I, uh, I need a little help here. <laughs> you know, I mean, as a pastor, I've been in my office a lot of times saying, Lord, I don't have a clue what to do. I, ne- I, need, I need help, and I'm just trying stuff, and I don't, I don't know if this is going to work or not. I'm just going to try it because I, I don't know what to do. And I love reading this, this story from 2 Kings. It's, it's a long one. We don't have time to, to read it all. Um, it's not, I don't think you're going to have the text, but I'm going to read a little bit more. Elisha, uh, verse 36, summoned Gehazi, called the child's mother. When she came in, Elisha said, here, take your son. She fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. She took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. Now, the Old Testament points to Jesus. All of the Old Testament is like a giant blinking arrow that just points to Jesus. That's what the Old Testament does. That's the purpose of the Old Testament. All all of it points to, to Christ. There's a... In Mark chapter 5, a man named Jairus has a a dead child. And Jesus walks into the room and speaks her name. And a 12-year-old girl wakes up and walks around. When Jesus speaks into your promise, into your prayer, into something in your life that you think is dead or you thought was dead or you gave up hope or you didn't know how it was going. When Jesus speaks, when Jesus speaks life into that situation, anything can happen. So don't lose hope this morning. Don't lose hope. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Take it to Jesus and never give up. Never lose faith. Never stop praying. Um, I mentioned praying moms. You know, how many of you had a praying mom? Or do have a praying mom. Um, and, and it's like, there's something about a mom's prayer. It's, it's, like, 
It's like they've got a, like a direct line, like the rest of us have to go, like it's like, this, it's like heaven just leans in a little closer to a mom's prayer. I don't know what it is. Um, I had a praying mom, and so many times in my life, when I knew that my mom was praying for me, and just knowing, it just made a difference. Um, so if you're here this morning, and you are a mom, be a praying mom. Be a praying mom. It matters. Maybe this Mother's Day, we just needed to be reminded that no thing and no one is ever too far gone for Jesus. No situation. Don't, like if your kids are apart from Christ or if whatever the situation is, no one and no thing ever is too far gone for the love of God, the love of Jesus, the grace of Jesus Christ. When Jesus speaks life, not even death can resist him. Be reminded of the Shunammite woman when she, met, when she was met with a problem that was bigger than any earthly solution, she took it to the Lord. Let's pray. God, I thank you, uh, Lord, for, for so many things. God, my heart is just full. I thank you for Crosspoint. I thank you for Pierre. I thank you for the moms and my mom. And my, I remember my grandmother uh, kneeling in the living room every, every night of life. And it didn't matter if the hockey game was on or boxing or whatever. She was on her knee, hands and knees, and we had to listen to her pray. And um, I thank you, Lord, for this ancient story from the book of 2 Kings that is so full of promise and truth for us today, that you are a God of miracles and uh, that, that we can trust you. And so help us to not lose faith. And maybe there are some in this room this morning that, that needed to be reminded to not give up, to keep praying, maybe pray harder than before, to take the, the difficult situations of life and, and, and just hold them out to you and say, God, this is yours. I don't know what to do with this. This is bigger than me. I don't have an answer. Would you take this? I give this over to you. I thank you, Lord, again this morning for the good people of Crosspoint. You know how much I love them. I pray for their future as a church, that, that, uh, that we would continue to see uh, hundreds of lives changed, radically, radically transformed with the good news of Jesus Christ. We ask in your name. Everybody said... <laughs>